You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Hi, welcome to the wonderful podcast that we do for ICB, and it is The Real Enneagram, a spiritual quest. Today, we have with us a very special guest, Barbara Sloan. Hi, Barbara. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Barbara is a senior faculty member of the Institute for Conscious Being, and Barbara is also an artist, a lecturer, a professor, a teacher, a, a maker of beautiful things, one of those being uh, costumes for theater, because Barbara was for 25 years a professor of theater at Samford University. And Barbara has just come out with a fantastic book. It's a very thick book because there's an entry for each of the 365 days. And the name of the book is Theater is My Life, Thoughts on Play Quotes, a book of meditations for each day of the year. And before we get into any depth in this, Barbara, maybe you could tell uh, our listening audience how you got involved in theater and how this book came about, and what does it have to do with your love and your expertise in the Enneagram? Yeah, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I taught not only at at Sanford for 25 years. I, I taught a couple of years at UAB, and I also worked at the American Village and um, with the seasoned performers, which is Alabama's only senior adult acting company. And so I've been in theater now for over 50 years. I still do volunteer work. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't work professionally in it anymore, but when you work on plays constantly in a professional or academic setting, you hear lines over and over again because you, you go to read-throughs, you go to rehearsals. And in my, yes. case, in my case, my costume shop was right across the hall from the green room. And so students would go in there and they would rehearse their lines with each other or by themselves or they'd come in my shop and rehearse. And I'd sometimes do, you know, 10 or 12 plays a year. So that's a lot of lines and words that you hear. Yes. And it, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the extraordinary things about working in the theater and hearing those lines is that they would, you know, they would soak through my clothing. They would penetrate my skin. They would go into my brain. They would saturate my life. And, you know, I would constantly have these play quotes going in, in my head. And I thought, what am I going to do with all these play quotes at some mm -hmm. point in my life? Mm -hmm. And then in 2012, I went through, I started a program called Education for Ministry, EFM, with the Episcopal Church. It's a four-year program of theological education. And you do a lot of small group and small group study and practice and talking and 
So the first year is all about the Old Testament. And I just, you know, I came to a, a dark night of the soul over my own interpretation of God. It just did not work anymore after hearing the Old Testament and thinking, I mean, you know, I was still sort of thinking of God as a bearded Santa Claus in the sky with a, you know, with a list that he was making who's, who's naughty and who's nice. And, and I knew that through this study, that was, that was not going to work anymore. And, and at the same time, my mother's dementia was really um, taking her um, into someone I didn't know anymore. And Mm -hmm. so we also had a crisis at my church and I mean, all these things were just building in it, but it was a very dark time for me. And I, I still believed in the divine. I had not given up on the order of the universe and, and the energy of the universe. And so I would say every day, I would say, I have to have a change of heart and mind and soul. Something's got to happen to me. I need some deliverance. And all of a sudden in the spring of 2013, a friend turned me on to Richard Rohr and I started getting his daily meditations. I'm a huge Wayne Dyer fan and he was still alive at the time. And he, he had a, um, a thing on his website that said, please watch Super Soul Sunday this week because I'm going to be on it. And I, I didn't know what Super Soul Sunday was. So I looked that up and I watched that, started watching that every week. And then two friends were going to go to Camp McDowell to your Enneagram conference um, and they asked me to come along and so when I went to register there was a training track too and so I thought wow I'm just going to jump right in here not knowing anything about it I'm just jumping right in and actually um, so I did training in March and then September and then during the September training my mother died and and so then when we went to Canuga for graduation and and the you know, some of us students were able to do some teaching and leading tables. And um, I, that's when Kanuka still had a bookstore, uh, a, a gift shop, and part of it was a bookstore. And so I, I had been for 12 years reading day books. I just fell in love with day books. I, I had, you know, 10 or 12 different ones, different authors, and I found a day book there. And it was Meditations on the Psalms by um, Barbara Cawthorn Crafton. She's a fantastic person, writer. She was one of the first female priests that was uh, ordained in the Episcopal Church way back when in the 70s when women were beginning to be ordained. And so I just loved her book. It really resonated with me. And it was not only a spiritual work, it was, I got to know her day by day. I got, she, she was so vulnerable. And, and I thought when I finished, I thought, man, I'd love to write a book like that. And maybe that's where I could use those play quotes that are always going around in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always thought, I mean, some people might think, well, play quotes, that's not any sort of spiritual writing, but I think plays are holy. I think the arts are hallowed and inspired by the divine. 
So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's and, what it came about. And each one of your reflections or meditations has at least one or sometimes two or more play references and play quotes. But you also weave in your own life into every reflection about something that you do that day. Or I remember one entry is about your Christmas tree one year and mm-hmm. how it was it was absolutely beautiful and that you when you took it down it was still a sacred tree even though it was bare and you took it out of the house and in a way it was still very much alive for you yes you know i i've always been a person who looks at every day i have a calendar and on every day there is a special occasion it's either it might be an author's birthday or death day it might be something that happened in our family you know it might be a big Mm -hmm. historical event so i've always celebrated every day and Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of what i was hoping to get across in the book was that Mm -hmm. every day can be a, a source of celebration Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know you asked about the connections um with the enneagram and you know so i bought the book during training you know i bought the the day book that um barbara crafton wrote during training and then um i mentioned the enneagram in several of the meditations and i just think you know along with the enneagram or and meditation and recovery systems and prayer and spiritual readings and journaling and being in in community the arts is a pathway to to the holy and to consciousness and mm-hmm. awareness and waking up and understanding life and understanding people mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the earlier quotes in in the book i think um it's um from thornton wilder's matchmaker Um, Malachi Stack says, everybody should eavesdrop once in a while. There's nothing like eavesdropping to show you that the world inside your head is different from the world outside your head. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that's, yeah. yeah, The the ego. The ego. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Enneagram shows us that. The theater can show us that. We, we. We have to get outside of our own egos, our own heads. And the theater allows us to do that. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes in our uh, school, you um, have the students do a small theater. Yes. And for the listening audience, what's that like and how does that help the students? Well, it helps the students get in touch with their essence with their soul child, hopefully. Now, some some students can't let go of that ego. And and you know, that they resist getting up on stage. They they're self-conscious about getting in front of people. And I understand that because I used to be one of those people too. You know, I spent most of my theater career backstage, not on stage. I, I did do some acting, but I, I can understand how people are reticent to get up in front of people and maybe make a fool of themselves. I've learned over the years that laughing at yourself is is one of the best things you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. And as a four ego, 
that, that's a very hard thing to learn. And it took me a long time to do it. But so our students, of course, we do it at our conferences as well. But when we do it at conferences, the, the faculty is involved in. And the, the reason we use theater is that it shows um, people who are in our audience who might not know their ego type. It, it reinforces what ego types are like in in sort of sticky situations or sometimes we show pe- people um, being healthy and integrating but but the you know funny thing about theater is when when it, people are disintegrating and you know when they're mm-hmm. when they're not doing you know what they mm-hmm. actually should be doing or whatever mm-hmm. but then when 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 we're doing it in our intensives the point is to well the point is to have fun to release you know, have a release time at the end of the day. We do it on our last night before going home. And it's, it's a time, like I say, for for people to get in, back in touch with their essence. You know, we mm-hmm. remember a lot of us when we were kids would put on shows in our backyard or, you know, pageants or parades or things mm-hmm. like that. And so hopefully, you know, it gets it gets our students back into their essence absolutely well um why is that important in terms of enneagram why is essence very important in terms of learning how to step into it well um we're all caught up in our egos all the time you know even even those of us who study either the enneagram or other paths towards wholeness and awareness we we still you know daily i i find myself talking to myself like um you know telling myself what a terrible job i've done all my life or you know so if i can get back to my essence and we we have several ways we do that with icb one of those being um in in the conferences you're backyard exercise and how we we remember our backyards and remember ourselves as children and when we can go back to that more and more we we get out of that ego Mm we we we're we become more whole there's that amalgamation that we like to talk Mm -hmm. about where you know the ego and the soul are working together and the Mm -hmm. soul is now leading the ego instead of having mm-hmm. the ego lead the soul or why do, you, why do you think that that isn't talked about much when people talk about the enneagram why do you think that the soul and the amalgamation with the ego is not a very hot topic yeah well you know i think a lot of enneagram teachers focus on the on our ego and our types which you have to learn that to begin with. You can't do anything with the Enneagram until you learn what your ego type is. I think a lot of teachers want it to be a popular sort of study. They want a lot of people to come to it. And, you know, you've got to be ready to face your foibles and your um, traps and your passions. You, you know, not everybody's ready to do that. You have to be at a point in your life where you're ready to 
take that on and be able to say, oh, I see what I've been doing all my life. And, you know, it's pretty bad, but -hmm. there's good parts of it too. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think that's why not many teachers stress the essence of the soul child. It's a deeper subject. It's, it's something that if people want to go deeper, they can find us or other teachers who, who go deeper into the Enneagram. A lot of people like to stay on the surface of the Enneagram and, and just, just want to know their types. Maybe that's why your book is so good that it, it, it doesn't stay on the surface. You use plays to speak about the deeper human condition. So every one of your entries takes you really into soul material. Right, right. It does because, well, theater makes you very empathetic if you let it. Theater is, is, I I love all the arts, but I feel like theater touches our, you have to use your body in theater. If you're an actor, your body is your, your instrument. If you're a designer or on the tech crew, you're you using your body doing all sorts of things. Um, you have to use your mind. You have to study. You have to research. You have to use your emotions. And you have to use your soul, your spirit, because there's spiritual underlying of almost every play you read or do or see. And so it made, it made me so empathetic because when I designed costumes as a living, I created clothing for a hundred people or more characters every year. Well, I I had to creep not only into their shoes, but into their entire wardrobe to, to think about how they lived and what made them tick and what, so how would that manifest in a, in a piece of clothing that they would wear? Mm -hmm. So it makes you very empathetic. And I think that's what, you know, all the great, teaching tools like the Enneagram do. It, it makes us understand other people. It's sort of like real life. Well, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to read an excerpt that's uh, from your book, Barbara, page 233. The cowardly lion learns over the course of their adventures that he has a spirit of boldness deep, deep inside him after all and comes to understand that courage means taking action, even when you are afraid. There is a reason the lion is the king of the forest. The wizard gives him a medal as an outward and visible sign of his inward truth. Like the lion, many people are paralyzed by fear and by failing to live up to their own importance and significance. As Marianne Williamson has said, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Yes. That's a kind of a taste of <clears throat> the arts and the qualities of soul that you bring together so much. Do you have anything to say about that? those couple of lines? Well, of course, I think about the Enneagram type six. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. think, I think the lion is definitely, you know... A, the embodiment of, of the six, really, because he thinks he's afraid of everything. And, and you know, it, it takes, 
you know, it's silly and, and, you know, it's supposed to be silly, but very deep at the same time. Baum writing this understood that, you know, a lot of times we have to be decorated on the outside and before we can figure out what's on the inside. Mm. And, you know, we all, I hope we can all wake up to the fact that, and I love that Marianne Williamson quote, you know, we, we, we think about ourselves as the, the, in the darkest terms. And if we can just bring that light out, we're afraid of that light. We're afraid to be bold. We're afraid to live our life. We, we, you know, it's like Gurdjieff says, you know, people are, are just um, walking around in a, in a daze, not really living their real lives. Um, we just need to, to jump out, jump up, jump out and do things. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm happy I did this book. Um, it's not that, it, I mean, I had written books before. It's not my first book, but it's, it's the biggest undertaking I've, I've ever done. Absolutely. And again, I'd like to say the name of the book is Theater Is My Life by Barbara J. Sloan. Thoughts on play quotes a book of meditations for each day of the year. And Barbara Sloan, I see our time for this podcast is, is, is waning, but I want to thank you for taking time today to come sure. on to the Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest. Um, without you, the ICB would not have come into existence because you are one of the founding senior uh -huh. faculty members. So everything you do is something very important to many of us. So well, thank thanks you. very much for coming on today. You're welcome. And people can buy the book on Amazon. Um, yes. I'd like to find it. Okay. Very good. Bye. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram, at The Real Enneagram. Or, if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.